now the Trail Talk Podcast. Anything and everything snowmobiling by UpstateSnow.com with Rich Lupia and Zachary Lupia. And welcome to this edition of the Trail Talk Podcast. We are broadcasting from the Edge Hotel and the Boondocks in Lions Falls, New York. We want to give special thanks to them and also to 509. This podcast being recorded on December 7th, which is 509 uh, premiere viewing here uh, at the Boondocks. And we also have Chris Rank, the president of the Southern Tug Hill uh, Snow Riders. And uh, we appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Uh, thanks so much, Rich. Thanks for being here. And, you know, we were talking uh, before this podcast, so there's a whole wide range of things that we want to get to here. And I think the first thing that we want to start on is club involvement. You keyed in on something that I think is very important. Excuses why people cannot help. Oh, I can't help because I have four kids, which is actually my excuse (laughs) to a certain extent. And it's very difficult when you have a lot of kids and understand that. But many times people's excuses are distance. Oh, I'd love to help, but I live a half hour away or I live 45 minutes away, or I live in Syracuse. Tell me a little bit more about your life and everything that you're involved with at Southern Tug Hill and where home base is for you. Yeah, so thanks so much. So home base for me where I uh, was born, raised, live, and work uh, is Poughkeepsie, New York. So about three and a half hours south, southeast of this uh, beautiful area known as Tug Hill. Um, and I got involved in snowmobiling back when my parents found snowmobiling when they would take ski trips out west. Uh, They came back east. My father had to buy snowmobiles after he took one of those trips in the middle of the week. And uh, we very quickly started taking some family trips a couple times uh, winter around the busy hockey schedule uh, to the Old Forge area. That was kind of the first destination. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a group, groups of friends. I think the group grew to about 30 or 40 sleds at once. And uh, you know, it was a fall tradition to uh, have a barbecue, to break out the calendars, and the families would pick three or four weekends where we would, you know, everyone would truck and trailer up, uh, which is a common theme, as you see, on any, any weekend, all the trailers coming up the thruway. Uh, fell in love with the sport. Uh, I was absolutely, you know, just immersed with it. I was addicted, uh, and I think it's kind of kept my family in it for all the years. Uh, fortunately enough, we, we bought some property in Lewis County uh, and built a home in 2006, uh, and that's kind of where my involvement with the Southern Tokyo Snowriders started. You know, started uh, staking some trails on the weekend and getting to know some of the club officers and club representatives back in those days. Uh, and like anything else in the in the wonderful world of volunteerism, uh, once you raise your hand and you plan a trail picnic and then you plan a, a work day, uh, one thing leads to another. And I felt like my background and my skill set kind of fit uh, what the Southern Tokyo Snowriders needed at that time frame. So uh, I think I'm entering in my fifth year as the president of this uh, wonderful, wonderful organization. The uh, Southern Tug Hill Snow Riders is a critical club uh, on the hill, and all the clubs on the hill are particularly critical because of the amount of snow that you guys get, the amount of travel and attention that you get, but especially because for destinations, a lot of people connect through your club to get out to the west towards Osceola and Redfield, to the south to get down to Lee Center and to Rome and to to Penn Mountain, to the east to get the Lost Trail and to the north up to Turin. Um, So... Tell me more about um, your experience with the guys that were there when you first got there and what's changed since you've become president. Okay, well, I can say that uh, 
um, in the early 90s when the Southern Tug Hill Snowriders was formed, um, it was formed by a group of dedicated uh, local business owners that recognized the need for uh, more aggressive and professional trail grooming. You know, they went out and they took their own money and they put some mortgages up against their businesses and they kind of started this thing. And fortunately, or unfortunately, I didn't get to ride back in those days, but I've heard stories of the trail markings were simple colored arrows on trees that kind of led you to the next uh, restaurant or tavern to stop to kind of get warm and, and thaw out the goggles of the sled. Um, and it has progressed tremendously. I mean, I, I think you'll know, and most of the riders out there who are listening, um, the trail system in general, specifically across Lewis County um, and all the surrounding counties, uh, it's very, very well marked. Uh, almost every intersection you come to, there's either a junction number or some type of trail map or kiosk indicating which direction to go to. And I also think that the uh, science and uh, the knowledge of how to maintain trails and also the technologies that, that's out there with using tractors and different type of equipment and drags um, is really making for a better trail riding experience for the recreational trail rider. So the people that originally started this, you mentioned in the early 90s, so that was about 25, 30 years ago. And as a lot of snowmobile clubs in New York State have seen, a lot of the people are getting older, they're getting tired. You are representing, uh, just like with uh, Chris Skipper at uh, Turn Ridge Riders, a younger generation that is coming in that sees the need and is stepping and is stepping up. What led you to ultimately you know, decide, hey, I really need to do this. And what do you think that you can do to involve the younger generation, the 20-somethings, the 30-somethings, and even some of the 40-somethings more into uh, the clubs? Uh, I think I was actually absent at the meeting that they uh, nominated and voted me into president. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, but like, You've been voluntold. Yeah, yeah you, you go, you, like anything else, you get up and go to the restroom, and next thing you know, you're, uh, you're assigned a new role. But no, um, I think... My life growing up, uh, coming up through the volunteer fire service and being in the fire service and having a couple of different other uh, leadership roles, I think that uh, the opportunity was right and I, I really saw that uh, our family was going to be here in Lewis County for a long time and I wanted um, you know, my kids down the road and, things, and to be able to enjoy snowmobiling. And I, if I just did nothing, uh, it wouldn't be helping the sport, wouldn't be helping the area. So I really felt the need to kind of dig my heels in and and kind of get my hands dirty and help where I could. Uh, snowmobiling in New York as a whole is a $900 million industry. When I think of snowmobiling, I think of that as the Thruway North and a lot of times 87 West. Um, it, there's so many people that come from so many different states um, that visit us uh, on a weekend basis or come weeks and they spend good hard earned money to, to you know join the snowmobile clubs and do the New York State Trail registration and they spend money at hotels and restaurants and things like that and it's really really a huge uh, dollar figure um, for a season that's only maybe 12 to 16 weeks long. So that's really unbelievable. 16, yeah, 16 weeks. Yeah, that's on a good winter. Yeah. There's there's some winters you're lucky to get six or eight. No, absolutely. I mean, when, when we think about grooming and think about budgeting, um, we are typically planning for 10 weeks of operation. Um, now, you talked about kind of our proximity and our snow, and I feel that we are the southern Tug Hill Snow Riders, so we're the southernmost club in Lewis County, and I think there's a vast difference when you cross over that Oneida to Lewis County line. Uh, you know, the magic of a little bit of elevation, uh, the magic of just the, where the snow bands typically lay, um, I feel that we are typically the southernmost club where that has good 
predictable, rideable snow for the longest time period. Now, typically, most of our system is good to go from mid-December through definitely Mid- early early March. You know, when we mm-hmm. get up into our high market areas and our Swankett Mills t- touching west, we can get late March and April. Uh, I think we groomed into April last year. So I hope I answered your question. We, we can always go a million different ways. No, oh, yeah. De- yeah, definitely. Definitely. Obviously, there's a longer riding season and there's a lot of businesses up here that are catering to uh, snowmobilers and to riders that are up here year round. And obviously, the Edge and Boondocks is one of many great businesses up here that rely on the on the tourism and rely on people not just locally and regionally, but statewide and even beyond that coming from other states. Why do you think there's so many of them that are up for sale or that are trying to get out of it right now? Because you see a lot of for sale signs in, you know, some places that just have decided, uh, you know, maybe, you know, it's it's not worth it or maybe the season's too short or something because there's nothing to keep them here the rest of the year. What are your thoughts on that? The restaurant industry in, in a whole, I understand. I'm definitely, you know, I, I frequent a lot of restaurants, but I don't know much about the operations. I think that that's a volatile industry in itself anywhere. And now throw on the caveat that your clientele is 100% weather dependent, whether it's winter, summer, spring, or fall. So talking about the snowmobile season, we just said, we said we're, we're happy if we get 10 to 12 weeks of good snow. And then even snowmobiling in general, your, your heavy population are really only on the trails on fr- Friday, Saturday, Sundays. You know, the weekday is a little bit more mellow. And uh, as avid snowmobilers, we know that's the time to ride. Mm-hmm. So when you're trying to make your money, specifically in this area, so some of the you know restaurants that are out in the trails and on seasonal roads that don't have access to vehicles, they really need to make all of their money in the heart of snowmobile season or the heart of ATV and kind of off-road season. It, it becomes tough when you cut that down to maybe 20 weeks a year, depending on what's going on. So I think the, the struggle is probably uh, weather dependent and the volatility of the seasons. I mean, we're seeing it right now. Being a weather guy, I'm sure you're looking at the weather next week just like I am because I'm just trying to get grooming yeah, going. And we have an yeah. unbelievable start. I mean, for the people that are out there, we have anywhere between you know 8 to probably 16, maybe 20 inches up on top of the hill, and it's kind of starting to get crunchy, and it's been cold, and it would be a perfect base. Uh, yeah, know, except, uh, yeah, December 7th is when we're recording this podcast, and... Uh, you know, if you're following the weather or keep a good uh, memory of depending on when you're listening to as to when this weather is rolling through, uh, two words, roller coaster. Absolutely. So, and, and actually my wife and I were just talking about that driving up here this morning. Um, snowmobilers go through highs and lows. You know, we have those amazing days and then we look at the weather and four, three or four days later, it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's just a road bump. That's all it is. Um, because of the volunteers we have, because of our grooming methodologies uh, nowadays, uh, we feel that we can kind of skirt these these warm-ups and these miles. But to get back to your question about the restaurants, I think that it's because of the unpredictability of the weather, which is your, your main revenue stream for snowmobile season. And then I th- also don't have much to do with it or even much knowledge, but the four-wheeler and the ATV market, I think, is something that can be harnessed. But I know there's some uh, limitations as to what type of vehicles can be registered and typically and road legally. Um, and like I said, I don't want to go down that road. I don't have all the details or have all the knowledge, but I've just you know right. read that and heard that. So I also know for a fact because some of these business owners are my friends because we obviously work very very closely with them and we share all of our information about weather and grooming schedules and that type of stuff. Is um, I think some of them are just ready to move in a different direction. And then maybe they're touching retirement or they're putting it out to market just to see what's going to happen. So um, we wish all of the business 
business owners the best of luck. We always encourage any new potential business owners to come in, contact your snowmobile club, see how you can help out, find out a little about what they're doing, um, and, and really try to understand the snowmobile business because it, it's a beautiful, amazing thing. Join where you ride is something that you guys ascribe to. Chris Skipper talked about it on the last podcast with uh, Tour and Ridge Riders that uh, that is a big source of revenue for clubs on the Tug Hill. You guys get a ton of riders on the short amount of miles that you have relative to other trail systems in the state. And a lot of people historically, especially going back many years, only join their local club, which is a great thing to do and you should do but you only get a chance to ride there a little bit less than in a high snow area like this. How has the response been to your message? What do you see uh, for future growth with the fact that you've developed a great audience on Facebook, you've developed a great audience on Instagram, you guys are one of the largest clubs in the state now. Where do you guys go from here to continue that message and to continue to expand the club and improve on what you've already done? So join where you ride is key. Um, without snowmobilers joining snowmobile clubs, there were, frankly would be no uh, snowmobile trail system. Uh, unfortunately, the way that New York State funds the trail system, uh, just the funding based on the mileage that you groom would not be enough to run these clubs. So it's the membership monies and the the fundraising events like we have here today that are so important to keep things going. Um, one thing I always like to tell people and kind of one way I like to describe it is if you're going to take your, your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your husband or your wife out to maybe the movies and a dinner, you're going to probably spend between $50 and $100. Um, right now in New York State, if you're a one person with one snowmobile, you can join a snowmobile club for uh, $30 for a family membership, and then you can register your snowmobile for $45. So that's $75. And that gives you the opportunity to ride all across this wonderful state of New York, except for that area, Old Forge, on that $75. That's an yeah. unbelievable return on your investment. So you have that 10 or 12 or 16 leaf snowmobile season where you can go all across the state and really enjoy the fruits and labors of all those volunteers. So what I would like to tell, always tell people is maybe try to take an extra $100 and join four more clubs. Anytime you ride through a system and you're like, wow, I really love that trail signage, or wow, those trails were really, really nice. Um, if you could just take an additional $24, because that's what your secondary and third and fourth memberships are, um, to, to join that club and thank that club, uh, it really goes so, so far down the road. Um, I can tell you for Southern Tug Hill, about 50% of our operating budget comes from memberships. We really only get half of the money from New York State. And when we break it down and I tell people and I have the chance to talk to people, the light bulbs that go off and the, and the eyes wide open, kind of like you, you just had, um, is really important. So the more people can spread that message, the more people can say, join where you ride, join multiple clubs, it, it'll really create longevity for our sport because if not, um, something will probably have to change. And maybe that can be another podcast for another day. <laughs> the amount of traffic that's up on Tug Hill, you know, like it or not, there is a... I, I think I know where you're going with you this, know, Rich, You know exactly. And I, and I, and you, I try to... You we, know, we definitely feel this question. I would say you, that... You know exactly You know exactly hell. where I'm going. So, so um, perception that people have of Tug Hill, especially on the weekend, especially during the holidays, there's way too many people on the trails. It's way too busy. People are riding way too fast. The experience level is not there. It's not safe. I don't feel safe bringing my family there, especially if they have little kids. We are, 
in terms, uh, the most densely populated snowmobile attraction in the world. There's no other place in this wonderful world uh, that puts more people on the snow in one small area than what we do here in the Adirondacks and Tug Hill region. You know, you can go into New Hampshire and Vermont and Maine and they have some unbelievable riding, but it's a little bit more spread out and a little bit less traffic. Um, you can go out west and, you know, and do some mountain climbing and, and, and Utah and stuff like that. And obviously it's, it's in not, Quebec, you can get lost. Right, exactly. Um, but our proximity to the tri-state area, so your New York, New Jersey's, Connecticut's, and with the masses of people, Pennsylvania can be added into that, the masses of people that can get here to enjoy a long weekend or a midweek trip, it's just the perfect recipe. We have great snow. We have great trail conditions most of the time. So people are going to come here and enjoy it. With anything else like that, uh, any type of snow environment at all, whether we're snowmobiling or skiing, when you put people on the snow and start to move some snow around, it warms up, it moves around, it gets heated, it gets cooled, and conditions are going to deteriorate. So as you go throughout the day, from a 7 a.m. flat board, flat as this table, uh, it's going to get a little beat up and chopped up with traffic and with temperatures and all that type of stuff. What we're doing to combat that here on the hill is we have collectively... Uh, decided as the clubs in, in the Lewis County area, we, tr we are really trying to work together. You know, it used to be a whole lot of rivalry between these clubs, almost uh, border type wars where they wouldn't communicate and wouldn't talk. I can tell you that since Chris and I have been, you know, in our presidencies and running these organizations, we work together. We talk almost every day from Thanksgiving until April. Uh, my phone is ringing nonstop and we that are absolutely awesome. working together. There was that like, is awesome. You know, we have group messages with all the uh, groomer coordinators uh, saying, hey, you know, what what is what is Valley doing? What is Turin doing? What is Branningham doing? What is you know Lost Trails doing? Um, so we get an idea what what the other clubs are doing. Also, we're starting to change the methodologies. We now understand that with the equipment we have, and of, as far as I'm talking, you know, tractors and drags and things like that, uh, we're not really afraid to groom when there's good snow, even though we know it's going to rain tomorrow. Because it's really important to get those things flat so that it rains on flat trails, so that when it refreezes and snows again, there's a flat. Uh, base or there's a flat underneath so for fresh snow to fall because we know as soon as the cold comes back and the snow returns people and riders are going to get back out there and, and get on with their you know recreation what i'll tell you is there's an unbelievable opportunity for families to safely enjoy this sport on tug hill uh, you can use my family as an example i've been riding in this area since i was a 12 or 13 year old boy with my father you know we we take advantage of almost every single weekend we get out there you know in the mid-morning hours and we enjoy some great great trail conditions and we pick our areas um, you know you don't always have to stick to you know the top of the hill to go see the windmills there's lots of other areas where you can go and spread out and, and the traffic drops off tremendously so I would say uh, I you know I invite anybody to reach out to us on social media uh, shoot us an email at sthsnowriders at gmail.com and I would love to be your tour guide and tell you where to go to try to stay away from some of the traffic and how to make make the most of a safe enjoyable snowmobile weekend for you and your family that is awesome, and uh, very much along the lines of what uh, you know, Chris had mentioned, uh, Chris Skipper up at uh, TRR, and I think that's really the message. Communication. Communication between the riders and the clubs. The clubs letting the riders know what's going on, and then the riders giving the clubs feedback that this is a collaboration. We all make snowmobiling better when we're, when we're talking to each other, when we're helping each other, instead of the way that it used to be and the way some people still uh, want to have it is, is we know better and, you know, and kind of that rivalry like it used to have, that parochialism. 
when it's a collaboration, when it's friends, when it's everyone on that same mission, that is what makes snowmobiling better, not just for the clubs, but for the riders and for everybody. No, without a doubt. And like I said, uh, the active volunteers in most of these clubs are riders themselves. The reason that they're spending 10s and 15s and 20 hours a week doing these clubs is because they're riders and they're passionate about this. So just remember that, uh, you know, if you have a little bit of a rough trail patch or, or you're not sure of what's going on with, you know, some trail conditions or whatnot, remember that the people that are maintaining the trails are riders. And uh, one of my goals moving forward this year and moving in is, is to really just make this operationally a little bit more fun. You know, we're trying to uh, have it much more of a social setting, uh, get some younger people in, some more families, and really make it a whole lot of fun. You know, have it be a culture almost, or, you know, you're joining a, a group that's going to have fun and be able to help you and your family enjoy years and years and years of snowmobiling. Yeah, like, a, yeah, like a family. And that's, and, and that's what drove me into snowmobiling and what has kept me in snowmobiling is my son. It's a family thing. And for many people, it's family and friends and enjoying the, you know, the experience. That's what we want to promote at Upstate Snow. And that's certainly, you know, we all have the same goals. We're all on the same page. Absolutely. No, without a doubt. So, um, like we talked about before, you know, don't be afraid to help out. Uh, come up and support these restaurants and these hotels, uh, even on the off seasons. You know, we always post our trail weekends, uh, our work weekends, anything like that. Uh, so you can come up, you can you can work hard with us for a day or two, spend a night in a hotel, grab a nice bite to eat, and have a great weekend. Uh, I mean, we have snow time now. Uh, we are hosting. Uh, you know, snowmobile operator trainings throughout the year. So if you're interested in grooming or want to go for a ride along to see what that's all about, please reach out to us. Uh, and then, like I said, join where you ride. Uh, make, a, make an investment in, in your future of snowmobiling because it's really going to go a long way. Uh, you can join Southern Tug Hill Snow Riders by uh, going to www.ridetughill.com. Uh, or you can follow the Join Now link through our Facebook page. Uh, starting on Monday, we'll be, we'll be posting our two-a-day trail reports. So we'll be tagging Upstate Snow. Hopefully, they'll be tagging us. Um, and definitely early in the season, until things level out, we will, be, we will try to post at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. just to keep people uh, in, in the loop and what's going on. So, Chris Rink, President, Southern Tug Hill Snow Riders, thank you so much for joining the Trail Talk podcast. Thank you for all the great information, and uh, we look forward to enjoying a great season on the trails with you guys. Thank you, Rich. Ride safe. I hope you and your son have a wonderful winter, and we'll be sure to ride together. Absolutely. Uh, we'll see you again next time on the Trail Talk Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Trail Talk Podcast. For more podcasts, weather information, and snowmobile information, visit upstatesnow.com.